Scholars, welcome to the Six Figure Academy podcast. In this space, we'll talk frankly about business, life, and relationships, how to grow, how to prosper, and how to attain life satisfaction. No, there's no secret, but all of these things can be learned. Now let's grow together. Episode four, what is value? Part three. Continuing our discussion on value, let's start with a recap. The six sides of value are as follows. One, your definition of value. Two, your customer, client, or boss's definition of value. Three, the intrinsic value of the service or product you sell. Four, the extrinsic value of the product or service that you sell. Five, the perceived value of the service or product you sell. And finally, number six, the tangible cost of the service or product that you sell. Last week, we explored intrinsic and extrinsic value. More simply, the reasons why one chooses to buy a product or service based on its face value or the ability to maximize their goals through their purchase. This week, we turn our attention to perceived value and tangible value. By far the most straightforward of the six sides of value, let's begin by defining our terms. The perceived value is always taken from the perspective of the client, customer, or your boss. Specifically, this is the assumed cost of the item or service based on the marketplace. Let's look at a couple examples. Why do people pay more for a bottle of water at Disneyland than they would at a local grocery store near their house? Availability and demand. Here we see that individuals that are hot, tired, and thirsty are willing to spend much more of their hard-earned money due to the perceived scarcity or limited availability of the product that they need so desperately. So $40 for a couple bottles of water at Disneyland is the norm. Not so at the grocery store. Why is this? Well, at the grocery store, there is more of a selection. Scarcity is not even thought of, as I'm able to price shop, compare, and no one holds a true monopoly of any one singular item. Let's apply this to your business. Are you the only one offering services or specific products of interest in your area? Or is the market saturated with others that have previously established businesses? This side of value must be taken into account when conducting a market analysis to determine the viability of your business. More on market analysis in the coming weeks, but let's stay on task. What if you don't offer a product or a service and want to know how this applies to you working in corporate America? Let's look at another example. Have you ever competed for a specific position at your organization against many other qualified candidates? Congratulations. You, in this specific instance, are the product. Here, the employer is able to choose and negotiate based upon the availability of labor. That's you. Ever tried to negotiate a raise and wondered why it's seemingly impossible to move up? Look to your left and look to your right. There's a strong chance that you're not the only one trying to move up the ladder. Now, let's change the scenario. Do you, personally, or know of anyone that went to college or technical school that instantly started after graduating, making six figures? If so, how did they do it? We turn our attention to nurse practitioners, medical doctors, underwater welders, and many other skilled trades that are in high demand. To apply it to our previous example, they are a scarce resource to so many organizations. This puts the skilled laborer 
or academic professional in the driver's seat during negotiations and subsequent meetings addressing raises and bonuses. Imagine if a hospital only had one cardiac surgeon. What happens if he quits and moves to another healthcare facility? Ultimately, the hospital loses the ability to function in that specific specialty. Ergo, we see scarcity. Now let's talk about tangible value. Tangible value refers to the actual cost of the product or service that you provide. This applies to entrepreneurs, business owners, and those working in larger organizations. So let's break it down with some examples. So hypothetically, do you think a can of Pepsi costs the parent manufacturer a dollar to make? If so, how much would they make selling it at $1.25 at the local supermarket? The tangible cost factors in machines, labor, maintenance, time, and other materials necessary to deliver that product for consumption straight to the consumers. Large organizations have this down to an exact science. In a service-based industry, the same rules apply. Let's look at you. Say you desire to offer a one-hour course on a particular subject. What is the tangible cost? You probably think the answer is close to zero, given that it has no physical item or any associated cost for you. However, there is still an associated cost with knowledge transfer. Some things to consider. Are you teaching the course yourself? Or are you hiring someone with the requisite knowledge and skills to teach it on your behalf? How much do they expect to be compensated? If you are teaching the class, how far is it away? What's your mode of transportation? Do you own the building that you're teaching this course in? How much is your overhead? Your electricity, water consumption, internet, and other technological costs associated with delivering that course to your ideal client. What might appear to be simple now appears to be so much more complex after this example. These things must be defined and dollar amounts must be assigned per hour for your operating costs. At this point, you have a tangible number for the product or service you sell. Think of it like this. If it costs you X amount of dollars per month for all of your utilities and you want to offer your service or product at X cost, you now know how many individuals need to buy that product or how many students you must have in your class to meet the tangible cost of your service at the price point you desire. Another example. If all of your bills total up to $1,000 a month, this is all inclusive, and you wish to offer your course at a price point of $50 per student, how many students must you have in order to be profitable? Looking at the basic math, you more than likely assume that 20 students is the answer, as this is the perfect match to cover all of your expenses down to the dollar amount. However, this doesn't equate to profitability. This is what's known in the business world as just breaking even. From this point, you can either reduce your overhead, increase the cost of your service or your product, or you can attempt to reach more clients. Here at the Six Figure Academy, we recommend doing all three simultaneously. I encourage you this week, as you go about your personal and professional life, consider the final two sides of value. And with each item you pick up, think about the perceptual and tangible value of that product or a service that you purchase regularly. Thanks for tuning in today, and we look forward to the success that tomorrow brings. This is the BizDoc, signing off.